They be like, slow up, homie. You're talking too fast. I got a couple of quips. I came to talk trash. Yeah, he's Bucky Watson, Bradley Bax. This is going down. We call it the G Splash. Hey. A.K.A. the dopest podcast on earth. Yeah, we do. I'm like, I feel totally different when I do this now. It sucks. Why do you feel so different? (laughs) I'm not going to say. It doesn't matter. Uh, This is season four, uh, episode number 159. Uh, Here at G-Splash, we kick you the six dopest news stories of the week from pop culture. I'm your host, Bradley Baxter, with my man, Chris Bucky Watts. Banger, bangerang, fresh off the aeroplane. I don't know. I don't know. We got a lot of stuff to talk about uh, today. We are talking Marvel Six One Six. This is a cool show. I thought, uh, at least for me, um, I, it's on Disney Plus. It was like a. It, I feel like it was one of those shows that they kind of gave us to like just let us snack before Marvel's because they had no Marvel stuff to drop. Right. But it's like I mean, going up to it. Yeah, I, I, it just gives a, a whole different take on like Marvel and the culture and things like that. So I thought it was a good original to have, and I'm, I, I hope they do more episodes. But today we're talking a couple of those episodes, or at least my favorites. I'm sure Chris would agree that those are the best best of the eight episodes. We'll talk yeah. four of those. Yeah. Uh, also, we're gonna we got some. You know, movie industry news, some tech news, I think. Yeah, a little bit of everything kind, today. A little, bit of, a little bit of all kinds of stuff. But before we get into the news, Chris, we got to... I've been trying to curb this, but um, this, hopefully Saturday, if Chris can put it put it together, <laughs> we'll, we'll be recording the next episode, which we'll be talking WandaVision 1 and 2 episodes. No chance. I think both. No chance, no choice, Joyce. No chance will I be ready to do that. No, I'm excited. We're going to have some fun. <laughs> well, you'll definitely get that before the next episode of the Dobus Podcast right here, the main show, G-Splash. Seeing lots of stuff. I can't avoid it. I'm starting to get a little annoyed, Chris. What about you? Uh, Yeah, yeah, I, I'm, I'm over it. I mean, the reviews are kind of in, I guess, so far for those lucky enough to get it beforehand. Also... They sent out, you know, a cool package for the influencers, I guess, or the critics or important people in the industry. Um, A lot of swag, I guess. Also, Kevin Feige was able to chat it up a little bit at some of the marketing side of things. So there's some news there. Not really, but we'll get into... I don't know if there's any on here, but maybe... uh, mm, There's something on here. We're talking Marvel regardless, so it doesn't matter. Um... But on that note, Chris, let's just get into some news, baby. Let's get into that there. news. <laughs> Wrong button. Fuck. 
Sorry, everybody. How long, have I, how long have I been doing this show and I still can't oh, get it right? Boy. Anyway. Oh, boy. Well, the doctor needs a doctor. This actually happened last week, and I hit Chris actually right after we were recording is when I found this story. But uh, Dr. Dre had an aneurysm. No. Um, he is still, a week later, uh, in intensive care. He was rushed to the hospital after suffering a brain aneurysm. And doctors are still trying to figure out what happened. Uh, sources connected to Dre with direct knowledge tell TMZ that Dre's uh, where he's been since last Monday in the ICU over at Cedar sinai in L.A. Uh, doctors continue to do a battery of tests to get to the root of the problem. Um, doctors also want him in ICU in case, God forbid, he suffers another aneurysm. Uh, what a crazy time for Dr. Dre to go have to deal with this i mean he's going through that big divorce which is one of the biggest divorces in history oh it's a lot of money on the table and a lot of yeah very real crazy stuff a lot of cashola going out the door for him yeah yeah but i mean it's not only that but there's also this weird rap beef between eminem and snoop and just not something that he needs to deal with on top of everything else. But uh, we wish him the speediest of recoveries because everybody knows Dr. Dre run at West Coast. Um, but man, an aneurysm just out of nowhere. Must, must be that that new Apple phone he got or something. That's crazy. I couldn't believe that. I, I mean, I hope he's going to be okay. It's a bad thing to have because you already said how old is he? He's 60? I didn't say how old he was, but he's, I think, 60. I'm, He's got to be Something. right at 60. Yeah, he's uh, 55. 55? Okay, well, he looks 60. Still, still, <laughs> still pretty young. To, I mean, a brain aneurysm is not something that happens all too often. And like, no, no, it's very rare, and it's just... Oh, it's it's hard worst. to figure out, I guess, too. Ice-T says like Dr. Dre it? is doing good, in quotes. So, hey, there's, there's something. If Ice-T knows, we all know. <laughs> Ice-T... Ice tea giving you the doctor. Oh man. But uh you never know. Never down and out, I guess. What a thing. Well, speaking of down and out, Brad. You know who's not down and out? Who? Ray Fisher. We were talking about him last week. Uh Ray yep, Fisher, for those yep. of you who don't know, he is the uh actor who portrayed Cyborg in the Justice yep. League film that came out a decade ago or whatever that was. Um, about the week come out. <laughs> we were talking about last week how he, you know, he said he, oh, he's pissed and he wrote this thing that was basically like, they'd cut my, Josh Whedon cut me out of the movie and everybody hates me and bing, bang, boom. So um, this article is called Ray, Ray Fisher Never Out. So Ray Fisher, the actor we're talking about, uh, has taken issue with a report stating that he voluntarily walked away from reprising his role as Cyborg in The Flash. Now, as as you may know, casual listener fisher has been at odds with warner media for the last several months over allegations that josh whedon had was abusive on the set of justice league which he claimed in july warner brothers investigated the matter and in november said it had taken remedial action and considered the matter closed so now he's saying i didn't walk away they made me walk they don't want to bring me back because i was the whistleblower that josh whedon was being abusive even though it's a closed case we don't have any idea what that means by abusive yeah was, was like he a, mean it was and like he a, was just mean 
I well, apparently he was treating like a bunch of people terrible, and we talked about, like you said, we talked about it last week and how he felt the investigation was wasn't done properly, or at least like it was kind of an open shut, quick thing that happened. And then on top, um, what's his name over at Warner Brother in DC? They like renewed his con- or extended his contract, right, right, and, and he didn't. He spoke up about that. Um, I'm, it's really interesting, I guess. I mean, he's whatever the case may be. I mean, Warner Brothers, or at least DC, doesn't have a really good track record right now, um, as far as anything anymore. I feel like, and this movie's got a lot of moving parts. I mean, Ben Affleck and Michael Keaton are supposed to be in it. They've had to deal with uh, what's his name. The Flash himself with all his weird stuff. And they're about to come out with Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut that everyone wanted. And here you have Ray Fisher, who he's not saying he doesn't want to walk. He don't, he's not saying he wants to walk away from the role, but rather like wants to know that he wants to speak up and wants to know that if he does a role, like shit's going to be like, okay, I guess. The funny thing from, I guess it's not funny. I shouldn't say that word. But the stranger thing that I think of is that he's not like a very, I don't want to say credible. He's a good actor, at least in the few things he's been in. But that's just it. Like, Yeah. He's, he's going after a pretty juggernaut of a studio. And I don't know how he's going to win this one, if he is. But I guess this, there's a story that came out that said he walked away when he didn't really walk away and they just wrote him out. So, sticky situation, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, that's a uh, you know it's tough because obviously he, you know he said in his quote about it that it was um, uh, Joss Whedon's onset treatment of cast and crew of Justice League was gross, abusive, unprofessional, and completely mm-hmm. unacceptable. So apparently there's something there. It can't just be him. I mean, they interviewed a bunch of people, like you said. There are other people that uh, there that reported this. Ben Affleck obviously said that he kind of lost his vibe to want to be batman after this um after that just the one problem after another was happening on set of this movie so something was going on i think i mean i understand why he's frustrated if they did an investigation you never know how you know thorough that investigation was it's an internal one they don't want to bring anything to light it's gonna make them look bad so you know he's getting his voice out there but it's probably gonna cost him this job which is really shitty yeah and the other thing is and i know nothing about what's been already written as far as the script goes for the flash but, uh, I mean, Josh or Josh Whedon isn't even on the project for the Flash, but maybe they're like trying to no longer involved. some kind of retaliate. Sure gone. Yeah, retaliate him to be gone. I guess is what I would say. What a what a thing! What a thing! This movie just will not die. The drama after twenty years <laughs> now that this movie since this movie they first are came definitely out, they are definitely a lot of people don't remember that. Him. The yeah. ill-fated Justice League movie, it premiered uh, in August of of 2001. A lot of people don't remember that. And it doesn't help that Wonder Woman 84 didn't, <laughs> yeah, didn't no. doesn't save enrich, it at all. Doesn't enrich the legacy. Yeah, we keep getting punished and everyone's getting punished. Uh, Boy, I'm glad you said the word punished. <laughs> Chris, we're going to do something new here. Sick. Uh, I'm going to have you choose the stories. I don't know if you've already seen the docket before oh, I did this, but idea. whatever. Good 
Bad yeah, idea. But <laughs> this and this next one could go definitely both ways. But uh, Chris, what story would you rather do? Punished by Marvel or punished by Warner? Mm, I'd rather you punish me, Daddy. Ooh. Oh wow. Um, I want to be punished by Marvel. I'm tired of Warner Brothers. Alright. Um this You're is like shit, I didn't get anything for that one. I was sure you'd pick the no. other one. No, uh, just because oh, you picked just because you picked the Marvel one. Um Let me see here. Um, well, let me tell you about the Warner Brothers one instead. <laughs> <laughs> no, never mind. This uh punished by Marvel is basically uh photos were snapped last week. Um obviously Wednesday sucked for <laughs> our country, but um amongst this crazy time photos were snapped of rioters at the capitol with punisher logos on shirts backpacks hats most of the design featured punisher skull on the usa flag but following the chaos uh multiple people obviously have now come out to be killed uh comic creators and voices in the industry uh wandered the logo and character had been tainted and called for marvel to do something about it a lot of people saying Put Frank Castle to bed. It's it's over. So, very big logo used throughout the military, and I mean, it's no no secret there. Uh, a lot of people obviously connect to Frank Castle, whose character he he like went to war, or whatever, right? Came back and his family got killed. Was that pretty much in a nutshell his origin? Yeah, that's his story. Obviously, he's a vigilante. I would say, you know, he's one of the Marvel Knights, so one of the dark characters who doesn't just say, oh, we got to put him in handcuffs. No, he's like, we got to fucking kill these people. Right, um, right, right. So, yeah, and what you already said it perfectly. You know, his that sigil, the skull of the Punisher, has been used in military groups, paramilitary groups, uh, obviously white supremacists, just militia-type people in general. You know what I mean? Frank Castle mm-hmm. is the all-American... We'll get what we'll get ours type fucking thing like ooh I'm tough, uh, and this is not a new thing either for them. I mean, there's been uh, no, no, no. this symbol has come up in multiple cases where it was used inappropriately, and Marvel's caught some backlash for it. You know, which is a which is which is should be expected, but also kind of sucks that a character and the story of him can't go further. But maybe maybe that's okay. I mean, I, trust me, I'm a huge Punisher fan, but. And I think he's a cool character. They've done some fun things with him. Mm-hmm. I think that they maybe... I wouldn't know if I'd scrap him, but I think you could reinvent him, maybe reboot the character to be a different kind of Punisher. Um, and I think you'd be okay in that way. It's just at this point, he's he's, hy- he's hyper-violent, and he doesn't really show a lot of mercy, and I think we have a lot of violent people in this country who want to use that to say that it's okay to be violent. So maybe it is time. I don't know. Yeah, it's a tough... Um, as far as like you know, being a comic fan... Obviously, Punisher's a classic character, and the Netflix show ran two seasons, or he was on Daredevil, right? And then he had his own season, yeah. Yeah. Which was a great show. Um, And, yeah, I mean, at this point, I think it's just a timing thing right now. It's probably not the best. Um, There is a good character, though, that I absolutely love. Um, It's a different twist. It combines both Punisher and Ghost Rider. As the Cosmic Ghost Rider, Cosmic which is Ghost a great, fun. great series. Great uh, series. So, I, I mean, nothing like the Punisher, though. I mean, he's kind of got the same attitude, but, like, he's not... He's just a space... He's just a space he's, bounty hunter. Yeah, 
he's a space bounty hunter killing aliens and stuff, which is not the same as a vigilante killing people every day. Killing burglars. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I guess, yeah, I th- it's not the time for it right now. Not that there's anything really coming up for him, but I think, I don't know if you need to necessarily dead it, but maybe do like what you did with Fantastic Four and kind of just let it die for a while. Agree. But that's what Marvel's uh, doing. I agree. I think that's a that's a good a good thing to do. I, I think obviously, like you said, you know, maybe there's a fun way to reinvent him again, or maybe get rid of Frank Castle and have Cosmic Ghost Rider travel back in time or whatever. Yeah. And be the main one he flies around, and maybe he just puts people in fucking carbonite like Boba Fett. Who knows? Yeah. Pretty crazy stuff. You know who I'm glad he's not like, though? You know, the, you're never going to have a problem with this character. You know, I always think, when I think Punisher, I think Loki. And I'm so glad that we brought up Loki, Brad, because Loki Season 2 is on its way. Yes, and let me it. tell you something. And for all of you people out there scratching your temples and you're saying to yourself, Chris and Brad, how can that be possible? We have not even seen Season 1 yet. We've only seen a few previews for the show. Oh, boy, don't worry. We'll feed you. Uh, the second season of Marvel's Loki is reportedly already in development, despite season one not having aired yet. This news came alongside word that Loki executive producer, producer, Loki executive producer, Michael Waldron, has been tapped to write Marvel head Kevin has been tapped to write Marvel head Kevin Foggy. Nope. Let's try that one more time, Brad. Missed some hyphens in there. Chris, Chris talking, take two, and action. This news came alongside word that Loki executive producer Michael Waldron has been tapped to write Marvel head Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. Deadline Deadline reports uh, they state that Waldron, now having penned Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness and having served as the head writer and executive producer for the first season of Loki, will remain involved with the second season of Loki, quote-unquote, in some capacity. So basically what we're hearing here, folks, is, wow, season one's going to be so goddamn good that they're already doing a season two. And the guy who did season one also did the crazy-ass Doctor Strange that's coming up, and he's going to do a future Star Wars movie. So this Michael Waldron guy is on a hot streak is what this story is basically about. Uh, Yeah, I mean, I guess hopefully so, but we haven't really seen any of those problems. Oh, yeah, you're right. They could all be so, shit. You imagine they're all yeah. bad? Uh, he's just like, I don't know what went wrong. I don't know what I did. I oh, think he's shit, done... Oh, shit. I think he's done other stuff in the past. Too, I'm sure they didn't but, just um, pick up some guy off the street and say, come write oh, all these no. movies for us. I'm sure he did something. Yeah. Um, and then this goes to answer my question I had last, wow. last week. Is like, okay. What has he done? I'm assuming you looked it up. He's written, uh, he was an assistant writer on, so a lot of stuff with Dan Harmon. Um, he was an assistant writer on Community for 13 mm-hmm. episodes. He wrote on Harmon Quest, uh, Rick and Morty. He wrote one one episode, which is a beautiful episode called "The Old Man in the Seat." Um, Loki, a show called "Heels," Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. That's all he's done. Interesting. Not a huge background. I mean, that he has a total of just so we can look at this outside of Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness. Fourteen, twenty three, thirty six, thirty forty two. He's written 43 episodes of television before getting a major motion picture writing wall. Boy, it looks like I still got a chance. <laughs> I think also what Kevin Feige's been able to do really well is find people who or writers who actually like 
the comics. So they're, in a sense, a fan themselves, which I think is becoming more of a... You're seeing more success that way, I think, versus these other people trying to do their take, i.e. Patty Jenkins, like, you know, not really a fan of the, the core material until it's time to do work on it, you know? Okay, yeah, exactly. So I think... I think Kevin Feige has been really good about that. And the people he's pulled in that maybe aren't, he's been able to be right there to kind of coach them anyway. So much like Star Wars, where like a lot of the like people they were working with were just not really sticking to the core stuff and kind of going their own twist on things. Anyway, but it does answer my question, which I said last week um, too, is like, are these Marvel shows going to get a second season or it's one season and done? But and usually with Disney Plus, at least with the Mandalorian, we saw that, you know, once one or two episodes of Mandalorian dropped, or maybe even midway, they were like, "Oh, we got season two already coming." Mm-hmm. Well, but it you had can tell aired. by you can tell by promotional stuff and things like that. I'm, they're already banking on the fact that you know Loki himself as a character has such a huge following, and the show is mm-hmm. going to do some fun things with time and things like that. So they're just gam- saying, "Hey, the story is at least two seasons. Let's go big with it." Whereas WandaVision, to what we know now, is just a one and done to help open up to the multiverse. Yeah, it'll be, again, it could be a whole other take. I don't know, we we just don't know because we haven't seen any of these Marvel shows. Brad, we just don't know. (laughs) Chris, all right, uh, next on this list is another one for Chris to choose. And it's either going to be Prat Back or Push Back. Hmm. I'm guessing the Pratt back one is the Indiana Jones news. You are correct. So I don't know what pushback is. Is it better than the Indiana Jones news? Um, about the same. Let's do the Pratt back. Pratt back. Okay. Yeah. Um, well now everybody's curious. Let's do pushback. <laughs> okay. Hey so guys, push- spoiler alert. Chris Pratt's going to be Indiana Jones. Okay, go ahead now. Yeah, there was a rumor that got brought back up, and then I guess they're going to go forward with it. Anyways, anyway, hit me uh, with pushback. So the, so the pushback is uh, Sony came out today and has announced that they are going to push back uh, Morbius from March now to October. Ooh, the, boy. That's just that movie with Jared Leto that was supposed to come out last year that didn't, obviously, theaters, blah, blah, blah. Same story, new movie. Uh, the weird thing is, is supposedly Sony was trying to tie this uh, to Venom, and the way it was set up was Morbius came first, and then Venom was going to come later in the year. Now that switched, so I would have thought if th- if those are t- truly connected, and they feel like you need to see Morbius before Venom too, you would you think are that they would be just, confused. You would think people would just bump that back, like right, like. So June is when Venom 2 is supposed to come out. You would have thought that maybe they would have bumped Venom 2 to the October date that they have now have for Morbius. You'd think, wouldn't you? But we also have to remember that Sony doesn't know how to fucking release their own movies. <laughs> we have also no idea true. what they're doing over there. They're just like, oh, we'll switch them around and put them different titles on each one and uh, switch <laughs> the actors. Oh, fuck. <laughs> So, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, that's that's a weird thing. It's a weird thing, right? Because Venom 1 was, you know, oh, boy, oh, but it sucked. 
Mm-hmm. And then maybe I'll watch that Venom tonight just to make sure it blows as much as I remember. Um, and yeah, they were like, oh, Morbius is going to set up kind of the Marvel Knights kind of stuff. And like, oh, it's going to be important to the dark Marvel universe. And now it's just like, fuck it, whatever. Yeah, well, it's, I mean, we got teased with, um, you know, Michael Keaton's in it as well as that Spider-Man. Uh, but I mean, here we go. Like. The big thing about seeing Spider-Man in that graffitied wall was like, oh, that's the Rami or the the Rami suit or whatever his name is. Yeah, Sam Raimi. Sam Rami suit. The Rami one. The Rami one. Sam Ramen. <laughs> Slamming Sam Ramen, the famous director. Brad uh, knows yeah. movies. Yeah, I'm. Uh, yeah, who knows? The the <laughs> the Sam Raimi suit. Which now is obviously being talked about the fucking Spider-Man movies. So I guess they're all going to talk. I would think from now, right? Like, that makes more sense. That makes more sense to me that they'll all tie. Are they going to try and get them to tie and cross over and do any wonky ass thing they can to try and get this back on the train? Sony just doesn't have... It shows... It's Again, we've talked about this before, Brad, but it just shows how impressive Marvel Cinematic, this Marvel Cinematic Universe is. Like they're even with the stinker movies they've had snuck in there every now and then, they've kept it consistent in a line and things line up. Where Sony's like, well, this one has to be there to set up this movie. Well, fuck it. We'll just cut some scenes. We'll make them deleted scenes later. It's like, that's not how you run a giant cinematic universe. You don't just say, sure, put them wherever. It's like, do you think they ever get tired of sucking? Not only that, but you would think they would try and give themselves as many cards, right? Like, okay, let's do this like this. Exactly. And then we can make moves based on reactions xyz uh but yeah again i think i think also i think moving pushing movies back is gonna be tougher and tougher and i don't think i think they're gonna suffer at some point you just gotta start putting them in yeah uh just to go back the warner brothers thing was they've pushed back uh no that wasn't it uh they've also pushed back 007 again so Trying to get to those theaters, they can make that money, make that paper. Yeah. Oh, the Warner Brothers story was actually um, about how they're gonna re like they're gonna guarantee people money, uh, the the directors and stuff from the twenty twenty one slate. They're gonna redo that whole thing. Right, they can get paid so, that paper. Yeah. So we'll see and wait and see how that plays out. But uh, I'm not. I wasn't really hyped on Morbius to be honest. No. Uh, whatever. Whatever. We'll see. Bro. You never know. It could be. It could be a good time. It could be. Yeah. Um, speaking of hyped, Brad, how hyped are you to get the vaccine when it's available? There's a lot of hype about the vaccine, Chris, and you're either gonna take it or you're not. And you're either gonna tell some people that you did or you didn't. I don't know. You should be a choice. They should come to your door. They should knock on the door and say, "Here's the vaccine," or we can spay or neuter you. I think those <laughs> should be your two options, and you have to pick one. Because um, then I bet a lot of people would take that goddamn vaccine. Uh, but this is a great one, guys. If you are ready to go on a vacation, but you also want to make sure to get your vaccination, go ahead and head down to Vaccination Land. The Disneyland Resort in Anaheim will serve as the first super point of dispensing, they call those PODs, site for the COVID-19 vaccines in Orange County. The site is expected to become operational later this week after county officials announced it on Monday. Also on Monday, L.A. County announced that its mass COVID-19 testing operation at Dodger Stadium will be phased out this week so they can start turning that into a large-scale vaccination location. Basically, 
now because LA is in such a they're just there's no more beds in hospitals because people are dying so fast. Um, that they have decided to turn both Disneyland and Dodger Stadium into a place where they can pack. And it sounds counterintuitive. Well, you're gonna pack twenty thousand people together. They're gonna give it to each other. Well, not to get the goddamn vaccine, dummy. Um, so they're at basically big crowds because they can start pushing through a lot more people to get vaccinated. And hopefully, get the you know what's the population of that area? Ten point five million in that area, or something like that. Crazy. Orange County. Just Los uh, Angeles County. LA. Yeah, yeah. I mean, probably it's probably massive. It's like one of the biggest cities in the world. Um. Yeah, the funny thing, or not, I keep saying that. Um, an interesting thing, too, is the metro area is 12,400,000 people. So they got to start pushing, you know, 20,000 a day through Disneyland and Dodger Stadium each. They got this thing wrapped up in, you know, six, set, well, I don't know, 20 weeks. Yeah. That's if they're only doing 20 a day. An interesting thing, too, is um, Disney, the Disneyland Resort, I think, I forget the exact percentage, but. It's like 20% or um, something up with the job, like jobs that have, or excuse me, people that have jobs in Orange County alone, like 20% of them are all Disneyland. Wow. So it's like a something made, like a pretty big number on that. I'm not 100%, but I did read that. Uh, an interesting thing also, Chris, is that um, I wonder, it's probably in Disneyland's best foot forward to do this. Because if they can help out to get their parks open, they need to. And with all yeah, that absolutely. space is not being You used, can push like, that many people through, sell them a Mickey pretzel while they're waiting, make a little cashola for your pocket. Then you send them out. They come back healthy. You can open your park. What if, they, what if, what if the vaccination was something cool like Splash Mountain? You went in and like the, the water was like a vaccinated water that if it touches you, you just got vaccinated. Wouldn't that be great? They just freaking run the countdown to fun parade with water guns on it. Countdown to fun. And Woody's just blasting every kid in the face, giving them freaking the vaccine. I'd, I'd be there in a goddamn heartbeat. <laughs> Everybody, in- are you ready? Five, four, three, two, fun. <laughs> or uh, on Indiana song. Jones, the Indiana Jones ride, and instead of the air that flies by, like, yeah. supposed to be spears, it's actually, they... Just shoot real needles. Needles. Real needles that hit you in the fucking face. Oh, I'm safe now. I'm clean. Yay! Again! I'd love it, man. If that, par- <laughs> if that park, if they said, I bet, they said $20 admission. You can ride all the rides, and somewhere along the ride, you'll be vaccinated. I bet all these hillbillies that don't want it would freaking go. Oh, yeah, for sure. If you well, we get to ride it. Splash Mountain. Is it splashing Moderna in their mouths? Yeah. <laughs> what if it was just some? It was like, come get a free vaccine, or get a vaccination, and we'll give you a free ticket to the park. <laughs> but you have to get your vaccination. First. You know what? That's a great idea. That's how you save the world. <laughs> right? Like, mm. anyway, that's what it is. Uh, we'll see how that plays out. I mean, a lot of reports are saying April shouldn't be able, by April and May, a lot of vaccines will have been through, gone through. But again, there's still a big debate about whether or not to get it or to get it. So. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Well, Chris, that sums up the news for today. I say we get into this main topic. We're talking Marvel 616. Let's go. All right. So today we're talking Marvel 616. For those that don't know, this is like a, I don't know. How would you describe this show? 
just like our the series. It's like a documentative type of series. Yeah, it's a documentary series that breaks down in its first eight episodes. It breaks down one key part or interesting thing about the Marvel Universe. Yeah, uh, and its effect on culture. Yeah, its effect on culture. Right. I would say not even the Marvel Universe in the sense of like the comics, but yeah, what you said is perfect. Effects on culture. Everything from toys and cosplay to women's roles 